Oisches. In Ois Zayin of the Maimer, we had a deep fascinating insight into the mitzvahs called Eidus. The mitzvahs in the category of Eidus are the mitzvahs that represent something. The representation is appreciated. Shabbos represents Hashem creating the world in seven days, in six days and resting on the seventh. The representation is appreciated. So there is some tfisa, there's some grasp, there's some logical appreciation of those mitzvahs. But the Rebbe investigated the deeper level of Eides, as Eides are a testimony of the relationship between the essence of Hashem and the Yidin. Eidus are communicating how a Yid and Hashem have a relationship between each other. And on that level, the Eidus are something which are connected to a very deep part of a Yid. It's connected, like we gave the analogy, in an essential relationship between a husband and wife. And the husband is bringing his wife flowers. The reason why the flowers are meaningful is because of that essential relationship that exists between them. So of course there's some meaning to these flowers, but they're communicating something which is very deep. In fact, on this level in Ois Zion, we touched upon an advantage in certain ways that Eidus have that is even greater than Chukim. Because we said there are three levels. There's Arham and Mali, the light, energy of God that fills the world. There's Arha Seviv, the light, energy of God that is surrounding the world. And there's Atmos, the essence of Hashem, which is beyond any light. And we said the Eidus testimony is not on something that's there in front of you, because you don't need testimony for something like that. It's not on something that is milso da avidi ligluye, something which is related to you, even in a way of shlila, of negation, but it's related to you. That means you could say, I'm not that, but there's a that that I'm not. That's shlila. So that's a, that too you don't need Eidos for. What do you need Eidos for? Something which is completely concealed. And in a certain way, in other Maimurim it discusses how Eidos have 
a certain aspect in them that is greater than all the rest of the mitzvahs. We look at the way that the Ben HaChacham expresses himself on the night of Pesach. Remember the Ben HaChacham on Pesach night? Right? The four sons? Nechol, you remember the Ben HaChacham, right? What does the Ben HaChacham say? Ma? What are the Eidos, the Chukim and Mishpatim? What order does he say it in? He says Eidos, then Chukim, then Mishpatim. He says Eidos first. Why? Because in his question, he's highlighting, as explained in the Mamarim, that speak about that, the advantage that Eidos have over Chukim and Mishpatim. But in our Mamar, we're not highlighting the advantage of Edis. This is the way Chassidus works. In Chassidus, you never know what's on top and what's on bottom. We'll take, for example, just as an example, Tefillah and Torah. Right? What's greater, prayer or Torah study? It depends which mime you're learning. <laughs> In some my mime, it's going to show you how tefillah is infinitely greater than Torah. Prayer is infinitely greater than Torah study. Or mitzvahs are infinitely greater than Torah. Well, mitzvahs and Torah are even, even better, maybe. And in other my mime, it's going to tell you how Torah is infinitely greater than mitzvahs. It depends which which Maimir, you're studying. The same is true with everything in Chassidus. Because Chassidus is going depth within depth within depth and it appreciates on each level every single thing. What's greater? Purim or Hanukkah? Or for that matter, Purim or Yom Kippur? And again, it depends which Maimir you're learning, of course. Because obviously Purim has an advantage <coughs> or Purim wouldn't be Purim. And if, if Yom Kippur would trump everything else, then there would just be Yom Kippur and we'd just have every single day Yom Kippur. Obviously, there's an advantage to the day after Yom Kippur. Because if there wasn't an advantage to the day after Yom Kippur, why would we move forward from Yom Kippur to the day after Yom Kippur? So there must be an advantage to the day after Yom Kippur. But you're not going to focus on the advantage of the day after Yom Kippur when you're on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, you're going to focus on the advantage Yom Kippur has over the day after Yom Kippur. Because right now, if you're in Yom Kippur, that means that Yom Kippur has all the advantages. And so on and so forth. You understand what I'm saying? So basically every holiday is the best holiday, depending on what's next? Correct. Okay. My rabbi told me the same thing. <laughs> but it's true. It's not just a joke. It's a reality. It's If it wouldn't be the most important day in the year, we wouldn't go forward and celebrate it and experience it and be in it. What's the point? The only reason we're doing it is because right now it's the best. And not just the holiday, but today, Sunday. What's today? It's not Tu B'Shvat. It's not even Yudzayin Shvat, it's Chai Shvat. The 18th day of Shvat. Right? What's the 18th day of Shvat? I don't know. But it's the most important day of your life. Right now. Because you're never going to have another day like today. In your entire life. And you've got to make sure that you find out what's special about it. About Sunday, 18th Shvat. 
and how to use it properly, how to uh, appreciate it properly. But that's why, depending on the mimer we're learning, we're going to see different angles. In Ois Zayin, it gave us a glimpse to the angle of Edis. But our mimer is not focusing on the advantage of Edis, it's focusing on the advantage of Chukim, which is the standard model. The standard model is that what's highest, what's greatest, what's greatest in the standard model, model, chukim, and then edis, and then mishpatim. But the mimer is stimmed at this point, being that we had ois zayin in the mimer, and in ois zayin in the mimer, we elaborated on how great edis are, so the Maimer is somewhat stimmed. Why then, if Edis have this great advantage, what's the difference between them and Chukim? And that's what we're going to investigate in this coming chapter, is it's going to bring us back to how Chukim are ultimately greater than Edis even, and certainly than Mishpatim. Although, if you learn a Maimer, Ve'eilaha Mishpatim, then that mimer is going to tell you how the greatest mitzvah is mishpatim, right? Ve'elah mishpatim, mishetasim lefneim. We're going to read it in the parsha, not this week, but next week. So the, 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 there, the mimer is going to focus on what the advantage of mishpatim is. So this this is the way it's supposed to work. It's not a intellectual, um, what's it called, intellectual game. Uh, we're not just playing a game. This is reality. This is truth. Got it? You with me? Okay, so let's learn. We have to understand. We always have to understand. When we understand, when we don't have a Vitzarich Lahavin anymore, it's scary. Because at that point, there's no more point in living. As long as you still have a Vitzarich Lahavin, you know that there's still a point to be alive. So you could smile if you have a Vitzarich Lahavin. Vitzarich Lahavin is a good thing, David. You need to understand. As long as you need to understand and you're trying to understand, you have a reason to put your next foot forward, you have a reason to wake up in the morning. Right? That's our chlavin. Let's go back now to the Maimon. Vaharei zesha mitzvis hem edos al atzmos or ein seif. This that the mitzvis are a testimony to the essence of godliness. In other words, mitzvis communicate godliness into the world. Which godliness? The essence of godliness, which is completely concealed which is completely concealed like we discussed at length earlier so through mitzvahs we are testifying God's existence not God's existence in a way that anybody can walk outside into the street and see God's existence in front of them look out at the trees the rocks, the frogs the birds and you'll see God's existence. That you don't need an edus 
to testify about. And not even God's existence as it is the greater, the creator, the manufacturer, the programmer of all of existence, of all of Seydeshtalshus, because that too you don't need testimony for if there is a computer program in front of you. It's clear that it didn't write itself. Someone wrote it. Even the AI was written by someone. Someone had to put it together. Right? It needs someone live behind it. It needs a programmer. So that you don't need testimony for. So what is Ada's testimony for? The essence of godliness. Atmos are in Now this, that mitzvahs are a testimony for Atmos are in How does putting on tefillin testify to the world to the essence of godliness? How does it accomplish that? When I walk into Zal and I see Meisha and he's wearing tefillin and davening with Kavana without a telephone. Don't, no telephones. The telephones are limited connectivity. You want to connect to essence, not to the telephone connectivity. Um, so when I see that, I recognize the essence of godliness. How? The answer is simple. When I see Moshe, Moshe is testimony <coughs> to his wonderful parents, where he originated from. Right? Because Moshe cannot exist without them. And Moshe, in being Moshe, is testimony to where his roots are. In Moshe behaving in a way that a Yid behaves, he's testimony to his deeper roots. Because why on earth would you wear tefillin? If not, because the Ebishter commanded you to. I want you to think about it for a minute. I find it just mind-blowing. You've all gone on Mitzrayim at some point or other. You asked a Yid to put on tefillin. But sometimes it's a Yid who's familiar with tefillin, right? So a Yid is familiar with tefillin, Mela. I'm not, I'm not going to even address that now. You've ever come across a Yid who's not familiar with tefillin? No? Have you come across a Yid who's not familiar with tefillin in your Mitzrayim? You asked him to put on tefillin? Did, did you manage to convince him sometimes? Yeah. Yeah? All the time. I don't understand. Just imagine. Somebody came over to you with something like tefillin. I don't know what you could use as a parallel for that. But tinfoil hats. I don't know. And he came over to you in the street and he said, you know, that your great-grandmother is from such and such a tribe. And this tribe all wears tinfoil hats. So how about you put on a tinfoil hat for a few minutes? How would you respond? How would you respond? That's exactly what it was like my first time. Okay. 
And yet, time after time after time, you go on Mitzrayim and you ask someone to put on Tvilim and they say, sure. And they roll up their sleeves. What on earth is going on over here? How does this work? How does it work? The only answer is that a Yid has a Neshama. And the Neshama is connected. What, what, what are you saying, Tomer? I was saying usually we have a bowl of like airheads or some other thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that would help you put on a tinfoil hat? That helps you, that helps you learn the yeah. I don't know. Candy, I'll put on a tin pot right now. <laughs> don't don't give me candy. <laughs> the I, I don't I don't get it. I really don't get it. The only answer is that a yid is connected to the essence of Hashem. A yid has a neshama. So therefore, when I see Meisha, our dear Meisha, sitting in Zal, with his tefillin on davening, instead of doing other things. That itself is testimony to the essence of Avishta. <laughs> That's to put on Philip. Um, <laughs> that itself is testimony to the essence of Avishta. You understand? Right? So the only reason, basically, the, the, the reason why mitzvahs are Avishta to the essence of Hashem is because the only reason we're doing them is because it's the Ratzin of Hashem. That's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that helps understand. Just like you see a guy walking home with a bunch of flowers. The only reason that makes sense why he'd be walking home with a bunch of flowers is because his wife likes flowers. Or his mother. In, In other words, it's a testimony to the essence, to the existence of this relationship that there is between a Yid and Hashem or in other instances what, to whatever that relationship may be. Let's see inside. It's because they are the Ratzin of Hashem, blessed be He. Ratzin, which is higher than logic. So now the Mime is going to ask, so if so, we need to understand what's the difference between Eides and Chukim. So Umau Achiluk, Bein Inyan Eides, Linyan Chukim. Because what is Chukim? We explain the idea of Chukim. That what is a Chuk? The mitzvahs which are Chukim. What is the Chiluk? What's the difference between um, mitzvahs of Eides and mitzvahs of Chukim? Why do you, what's a Chuk? Why do you not wear Shatnas? Because Hashem said so. So a chayk is something which is connected to the essential ratzain of Hashem. Feel better, David. It's something which is connected to the essential ratzain of Hashem. It, so why then is there a difference between Edis and Chukim? Edis are a testimony to the essential ratzain, and Chukim are a testimony to the essential ratzain. This is question number one. Question number two. We also have to understand. Hashaychus shall hasug the mitzvahs shenikram edus b'pnei shehem ois v'zikars. The type of mitzvahs, the sug, the type of mitzvahs. 
that they're called they're called edus. Why are they called edus? Because they are ois vizikarin. They're a sign and a remembrance, a a a, a certain feeling, a certain um, uh, connection. A nostalgia, exactly. It's relating to something, which is Indian Hatam, the idea of logic, as we said earlier in the Mimer, right? In the first part of the Mimer, when we were building up the differences between the different mitzvahs, we emphasized how Edis represent a certain logic, a certain appreciation. How does that relate in Inyan HaEdis Shabachlalus HaMitzvahs? With the idea of Edis that are in mitzvahs in general. In other words, what's the idea of Edis and mitzvahs in general? So now we're emphasizing how mitzvahs are a testimony, they're a testimony to the essence of Hashem, and that's something which is completely beyond any reason. It's not just beyond reason, it's even beyond the opposite of reason, because the opposite of reason is related to reason, it's beyond having any relationship to reason whatsoever. This that they testify to the essence of Hashem, because they're a ratzen which is higher than reason. Reason. Good? Mm-hmm. So two questions. First question, what's the difference between Chukim and Edis? And again, in this Mimer, what we're going to do is show how Chukim are ultimately greater than Edis. And the second question, we seem to have two, two aspects to Edis. One aspect to Edis, which is a idea which is that they are appreciable. You could appreciate them after you're given the proper context. And the other aspect to aid is that they're a testimony to the essence of Hashem, which is completely beyond any appreciation whatsoever. And how do we put these two things together? And obviously, again, in this mimer, we're going to show how chukim, our connection to the essence of Hashem, which is completely beyond, without having any possible um, grasp in any level, and Edis, even though they're connecting to the essence, the ratzen, the essential ratzen of Hashem, nevertheless, it still has a lower aspect to it in which it's still connected somehow to the person, it's still connected somehow to his grasp. Okay? Clear? The direction we're going is clear? And the idea is the Indian Ha'edes Shabimitzvis Baveda Sa'adam. The idea of Edes in Mitzvis in the divine service of man. Huaveda Dira Usa Deliba. We spoke <coughs> We spoke earlier in the Mimer about <coughs> about the Aveda of Mishpatim. We said that the Aveda of Mishpatim is an Aveda of evaluating every single thing, whether it's something which is proper to serve Hashem or not proper to serve Hashem. In other words, interacting with the world in a way that you're using your own logic and your own your own judgment to discern between good and evil. 
right? And the Aveda of Chukim, we said, is the Aveda of complete Kabbalah's all, just doing what Hashem wants, because Hashem wants it, without asking any questions, and without any personal discernment, without any personal evaluation, just doing it because Hashem wants you to do it, right? Now, what are we saying? We're saying the Aveda of Edis. And we're saying, what is the Aveda of Edis? The Aveda of Edis is Reusa Deliba. What's Reusa Deliba? Reusa is the Aramaic word for Ratzain, will. Deliba is the Aramaic word for lave, heart. The Ratzain of the heart. Now these words, Reusa Deliba, are words which are common in Zayhar. They're brought up often in Zayhar. And they're words that reflect, that relate to, that connect to a very deep level of a Yid, of a Neshama. The Reusa Deliba of the Neshama, the Ratzin of the Lev of the Neshama, is an essential Ratzin. What does an essential Ratzin mean? So, I love Yasniel. Why do I love Yasniel? I love Yasniel because he makes me feel good. How does he make me feel good? Because he's such a special person. And when he shows interest in me, as a special person, it makes me feel good. I love Misha. Why do I love Misha? Because I'm able to have stimulating conversations with him. So the stimulating conversations is something which gives me excitement. I love Oral. Why do I love Oral? Because he's he's so friendly and so kind and so welcoming that it just it it, it helps build me up in other words all of these ratsins my ratsin for Yasniel my ratsin for Maisha my ratsin for Ara is a chitzenistika ratsin there's a reason why I'm interested in them Ratzin, which is Reusa Deliba, has no external motivation for it whatsoever. There's no reason why that love exists. A parent loves a child. Why does a parent love a child? No, no, not because of that. Just because. It's just a Ratzin. It's just a ratzin. It's an essential love, which doesn't have any reason. Let's read this inside. The Usa deliba who are ratzin balaikos shemitzad etzem haneshama. Reusa deliba is the ratzin that a yid has in godliness. Mitzad because of the etzem haneshama that comes from the essence of the neshama. It's with Reusa Deliba 
that the Yid has a relationship to the essence of Hashem. In other words, that part of the Yid that spurs him to put on tefillin when he never heard of tefillin before. Just because he's told, you're a Jew. And those words, you're a Jew, are words which touch his neshama deeply. And you Jew, me Jew, you tefillin, me tefillin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just those words that spur him to put on tefillin, those words are words that is a relationship between the essence of the neshama and the essence of Abishter. That's what's toifis, atzmos. that's what grasps the essence of Hashem. In, when someone has a relationship that's motivated because of something else, that motivation puts a limit to this relationship. It puts a a stop on this relationship. It says that this relationship only achieves so far. It doesn't touch my essence or the essence of the person with whom, with whom I'm having a relationship. But on a reusa the libel level, there's a relationship between the essence of one part of the relationship and the essence of the other part of the relationship, in our case, and the, the essence of a yid's neshama and the essence of Hashem himself. Kemaimer, as it says in the Zayar, less machshava tfisa be'klal. <coughs> there is no thought that can grasp him, Abishter, at all. Ein machshava tefeses be'klal. There is no thought that can grasp Hashem. So the Maimir first clarifies in the parentheses, Bey, the word him, over here in this sentence, Koi, it's referring to, Pnimius va'atzmus or ein seiv shalomai lumi seiviv. It's talking about the Pnimius va'atzmus, the essence of Hashem, not the seiviv level. Remember, again, the three levels. Mimale, seiviv, and atzmus, essence. Bey, is the level of atzmus, which is higher even than seiviv. She'enoi nitvas b'shum hasaga. It's something that cannot be grasped with any grasp. Gam loy b'hasaga sashlila, not even in a grasp of the opposite. Not even in, I'm short, I'm not tall, but tall is the opposite of me. So that which is tall, I can't reach it with my hand, but if I were taller, I could reach it because it's the shlila, the opposite of me. So that's something I have a relationship with. That's seviv. Reusa deliba is the essence of Hashem. Bey, 
that cannot be grasped with any thought, not the thought which gives you the logic of that which is in front of you, and not the thought which gives you the opposite logic of that which is in front of you, or the thought which would lead you to the conclusion that if there is a program in front of you, it means there must be a programmer. Because without a programmer, you can't have a program. Clear? Aval nitfas ihu There's no thought that can grasp him at all. But nitfas ihu, he can be grasped. In the Ratzin Halev. You can never, that which you can't grasp with your thought, you could grasp with your mind, with your heart. Inside of your heart, you can grasp the essence, which can't be grasped in, in understanding, in logic, in any way. Good? So, Eidus is Reusa Deliba. Eidus is put on tefillin because Hashem said so. Because Hashem said so. And the tefillin represents this relationship that you have with Hashem. That's the Aveda of Eidus. Now the Bible is going to say, but the Aveda of Chukim is greater than that. Okay? Ready? Ba'aveda de chukim, he aveda de kabbalah sal. The aveda of chukim, which we already spoke about, is the aveda of kabbalah sal. The achiluk shabbin shte avedis elu. The difference between these two avedis, the aveda of reusa de liba, and the aveda of kabbalah sal. You with me? Yeah? Anything need to be clarified? The difference between the Aved of Reusa de Liba, which is the Aved of Edes, and the Aved of Kabbalah Sal, which is the Aved of Chukim, is the following. The Aved of Reusa de Liba, in the Aved of Reusa de Liba. Now these next lines are classic Rebbe Maimer. Classic Siddhis of the Rebbe, which goes and, <coughs> if I can say, splits hairs in the finest and most delicate ways. And that's what we're about to do. Mikivan <laughs> Since you have a Ratzain, it's Reusa Daliba. What is Reusa Daliba? Reusa Daliba is that beautiful part inside of your heart that can grasp the essence of Hashem. But how do you grasp it? You grasp it when someone comes over to you and says, me Jew, you Jew, me Tvilin, you Tvilin, and you say, okay, I'm going to put on Tvilin. Crazy. Where, where, where Put on Tvilin, what, what are you talking about? Me Jew, you Jew, me Tvilin, you Tvilin, that's Rehusa Deliba, Right? That's Reusa Deliba, which spurs you to put on the tefillin. But where is it coming from? It's coming from you. It's coming from you. 
that inside of your essence, you have a connection to the essence of Hashem. And therefore, your essence wants to put on tefillin to be connected to Hashem. Even though the connection is the result of your etzem neshama, the essence of your neshama, connecting to etzem Connect this heskashos, connecting to the etzem, the essence of erin It's still in a level of metzias, of existence. That means... There's a me over there. There's a me, and there's my spouse. There's my friend. There's my father. There's my abishter. There's me and the other part of this relationship. And that me is a metzias. I exist. There's two parts to this relationship. There's my part of the equation, and the other part of the equation. And even in, what do I want? I want bittel. What? A dying still. Even when what I want is bittel. In other words, I'm expressing myself to my spouse, my parents, my abishter. And I'm saying, Abishter, I just want to be bottled to you. I just want to be completely connected to you and to allow everything that you want to be channeled through me and to be publicized to the whole entire world. That's Bittal. I'm not coming over and saying, I'm connected to you and I want you to do what I want. I'm saying, I want to do what you want. With complete Bittal. She'enei reitze la'atzmei klal. I don't want myself at all. He does not want himself at all. The whole his entire Ratzin, is alekos, that there should be revealed godliness in the world. That there should be fulfilled the objective for which I was created. That there should be a dira, a dwelling. For Hashem, blessed be He, here below in this world. That's what I'm here for. Tushlam to complete, to fulfill. Mikal Makim, nevertheless, even though it's such a deep and beautiful Reusa de Liba, it's such a deep and beautiful <coughs> level of connection and relationship and bittal, but. The fact that ultimately it's being expressed in a way of I want to be bottled to you. At the end of the day, there's still a metzias part of this equation. There's still my existence. The idea of want Reusa deliba means ratzain alev. The fact that it is connected to my ratzain, that it's based in my ratzain, means that my metzias is a factor over here. And if my metzias is a factor over here, then that's yeah, then that is weighing down this equation. Vamitas inyan habitol, true bitol, is baaveda de kabbalas al. 
in the Aveda of complete Kabbalah soul. Shehu kamay evet, she'ein leishem ritzvein This is like a servant that has no ratzin. He's an extension of his master. There's no ratzin over there. It's not, I want to be your evet. I am your Evid because I am your Evid and I'm here to do whatever you want me to do. It's regardless of what I want. You understand? Everything that you do is because of the yoke of the master that is placed on you. That because of this that is placed on him um, the Shemitzad Zeh, because of this, who Mukrach, he's forced, Lakayim Ratzana Adin, to fulfill the Ratzan of the Master. You go over to Ayyid and you tell Ayyid, listen, you're Ayyid, put on Tfilin, because as Ayyid you have a Nishama, and your Nishama is a piece of Abishter, and therefore you should love Abishter and put on Tfilin. You got him. You got him. You managed to communicate that message and strip away the layers that are in the way. You'll you'll have him rolling up his sleeve in no time. Right? Yeah? Mm -hmm. But go over to Yid and tell him. Just stop being. (laughs) Stop being you. Just Kabbalah Put on tefillin. Because that's what Hashem wants you to do, period. Nothing to do with you. Kabbalah soul. Doing just what Hashem wants you to do. Mashiach. Not because you want to, not because you love Hashem, not because of any. It's a much more difficult argument, right? Even in relationships. You go over and tell someone to have a relationship with someone because there's just a love, even an essential love between them. Good, fine. So you uncover that essential love. If you have a parent and a child that are quarreling, so they sit in therapy and the therapist helps uncover the essential love and relationship that exists between them. And if this is the, the therapist succeeds in removing the garbage and the heaviness that separates them, he's able to help them have this appreciation, right? Yeah? But what if the therapist says, listen, forget yourself, just do it. It's a much more difficult argument to make. And yet, over here in the Mimer, it's saying this is the essential relationship. This is the greatest relationship. The greatest relationship is Kabbalah Kabbalah Just do it because this is what you have to do. Because you don't exist and you're, you don't matter. Excuse me for saying so. God forbid in America to say something like that. You don't matter. You're just Batal Tasha. Is there a level that, where that applies to all relationships? Of course. Of course. And to appreciate how that's the depth and the ultimate of a relationship is a very deep level. In the Mimer, it's teaching us chukim. In this Mimer, it's teaching us chukim 
are the ultimate. Why are Chukim the ultimate? Because Chukim collect, connect us to Kabbalah Sol. And why is Kabbalah Sol the ultimate? Because Kabbalah Sol is connecting us to Atzmus itself. Atzmus itself, and this is what we're going to continue to explore in these tests, is this next theme that I'm about to explain to you. Atzmus itself is just there for itself. Anything that has any slight because is not Atzmus. Anything that has a because is not Hashem's essence. It's not essential B'chal. Why did you come to Chassidus this morning, Michal? Yeah, you have to think. Why did you come to Chassidus this morning? If there's a because, now if it's because I was afraid that if I stay in bed then uh, every Wagner's going to harass me and tell me that uh, then it's for a very low reason. If it's because I love learning chassidus, it's a much better reason, a much more beautiful reason. But it's still not the ultimate reason. Because if the reason why you came to chassidus is because you love learning chassidus, what's going to happen if you wake up one morning and you're not feeling so enthusiastic about chassidus? So then what are you going to do? You're going to stay in bed. Why are you going to stay in bed? Because even though you are able to bring yourself to a much higher level and deeper level of coming to Chassidus because you love Chassidus, but there's still a you over there in that equation. And that you is extremely limiting to the essence of it. Ultimately, What's the greatest relationship between a husband and a wife? The greatest relationship between a husband and a wife. I've said this many times. It's based on something that my father-in-law, a mathematician, said when he by my chasana. But basically, a husband and a wife is one and one, right? So there's different ways to do the math over here. You could have a husband and wife marrying, and when they marry, it brings you to the level where one plus one is one plus one. That means you have two individuals who were two separate individuals before they got married. And they're still two separate individuals after they got married. It's a marriage of convenience, a marriage which is there because of very chitzoniistic reasons, as we said, for very external reasons. And that's not a marriage with very good prospects, because ultimately... Batal Tam, Batal Ava, whatever brought them together can easily dissipate and then you have no connection between them anymore. A much deeper level of marriage is where one plus one equals two. Why is that a much deeper level of marriage? Because where one plus one equals two, that means that you're making a proper unit between these two people. 
you're building a connection, a relationship, which is the unit, the combination of these two people as one single unit, a new number, which is two, which is both of them connected. That's beautiful. That's much deeper. But ultimately, what you had before was one and one, and now you're combining them together and making them into two, but they're still distinct from each other. How do you know they're still distinct from each other? Because in the final solution, what do you have? You have two. You don't have the ultimate marriage. What's the ultimate marriage? The ultimate marriage is where one plus one equals one. <coughs> you have the one and the one joining together and the final result, the end result is still one. And that's the level of Kabbalah's all that we're describing over here in the Mimer. The level of Kabbalah's soul that we're describing over here in the Mimer is where the one plus one is one. Re'usa deliba, you have a deep connection, but it's a connection of two. In Re'usa deliba, there are necessarily two parts to the equation. There's the Abishter and the Yid, the husband and the wife, and so on and so forth. And the Ratzin, even if the Ratzin is to be completely connected to you. But it's my Ratzin to be completely connected to you. What's Kabbalah Sol? Kabbalah Sol is, that's just me. It's just who I am. So here you see how the Kabbalah Sol is a deeper and more beautiful and more, more intrinsic level of connection than even the Re'usa Daliba. You're here with Kabbalah Sal. And yes, to tell a Yid, put on tefillin. Because a Jew puts on tefillin, and that's it. That's it, a Jew puts on tefillin. Kabbalah Sal, me Jew, you Jew, me tefillin, you tefillin. That's the deepest level of fulfilling Hashem's mitzvahs. That's fulfilling Hashem's mitzvahs in a way of chukim. And that's what we're going to continue to explain over here in ice tests. Again, the highlight of ice tests, we're going to explain it on different levels, but the highlight of ice tests is going to be how chukim represent this essential unity between Hashem and Ayid without anything else there's no two, there's no compounded r- relationship over there. It's a single, unique relationship, which is completely one. Got it? Where Atmos exists, nothing else matters. That's the bottom line. Where there's Atmos, there's nothing else. And if there's anything else, whether it's a cookie, that's why I came to Chassidus this morning, whether it's being afraid of being harassed, whether it's because I love Chassidus, whatever the else is, but if there's anything else, then it's limited. Okay, we'll stop over here for today. L'chaim. 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 L'chaim.
to fulfill Hashem's ratzim. Yeah. So you don't have to completely... You don't have to be a tzaddik in order to have that level. On the contrary. But a tzaddik, often, what's more emphasized is his ava, his love. That's the difference between a, a tzaddik and a benini. Is that a tzaddik has a gishmak and a benini fights. So in a benini, sometimes you have the Kabbalah soul emphasized even more. And therefore, chas v'shon, you have the Kabbalah's all emphasized even more, and that's the advantage that Abaynani has over a tzaddik. The void is more significant if you have to struggle for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when we're saying that there's still a Metzias, that's when we're talking about in the level of Eidos. So we're saying that the level of Eidos is like, okay, here's the event of, let's say, like the splitting of the Red Sea, and I need to remember its commandment. And so my inner rutsan is telling me that I need to be a part of that, but it's like me witnessing that. So it's like I'm outside of Edson at that point. Right. right? But then when you're talking about Chlaikim, then it's like if I do the Chlaikim, then I'm literally just a part of it. Right. Then my question becomes, so then why were we describing Chlaikim on the level of Soivi, which is supposedly Excellent question. one that's more concerning? Excellent question. And... The answer to that question is not for this mimer. Mm. He doesn't, he doesn't address and this mimer, right now, mm-hmm. we're taking Chukim back to Atmos, which is even deeper than the Atmos of Edis. It's possible to, uh, it's, to so, exist both on the level of Tzayiv and on the level of Of course, depending on which angle you're looking at from, like we described in the beginning of class. Because it's like a switch. It's like before the other ice, he was saying that right. Edis was greater, but now he's coming Well, it bigger. never specified in the last ice that the Seviv is related to the Chukim. That was more what we specified oh. based on other Maimarim, which go through the same format, but over there it's looking at a different angle, like we discussed. How is it that, like, how could it exist on the two levels at the same time and serve two different purposes? Just like you exist on many levels at the same time. So then, but then also like Mishpatim would have to exist on many levels at the it same does, time. It does, absolutely. Like I told you, if you oh, learn a mimer, Ve'ela Mishpatim, then it's going to tell you how Mishpatim are the greatest mitzvahs. Because it's not only... More than that, they, more than Chukah. Because it's not only that, like, every mitzvah is Mishpatim, Eidois, um, and Chukim, but also... Mishpotam in of itself is also Mimale, Soiviv, and Orain Soiv all at the same time. Right. Yeah, I see.